0: Hey friends, I've got a question for you today and that question is, do you or your organization use artificial intelligence to assist with your work? You see, artificial intelligence is only as smart as the humans who program and use it, so therefore it is not perfect and as auditors, We've got to review artificial intelligence. That's what we're talking about today on Audit Bytes. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to Audit Bytes, the podcast that helps auditors become awesome. Join us for bite-sized info and education to excel in your auditing career. All right, welcome back, friends, to episode number 56 of Audit Bites. Remember, we are the only live podcast where we discuss auditing. So we're the place that helps auditors to become awesome. And today, what we're talking about are four reasons, four reasons that auditors must review artificial intelligence. Four reasons auditors must review artificial intelligence. So let's go back to the question that I asked earlier. Let's go back to the question I asked earlier. Do you or your organization use artificial intelligence in your work? You see, I would imagine that most of us use some form of artificial intelligence, especially when you look on LinkedIn and other platforms You see a lot of AI-generated content. Much of it is very easy to spot. And, uh, well, AI kind of makes our lives a little bit easier. It kind of makes our lives a little bit easier. So I can tell you, I use it almost daily, whether it's for work or to just do some research. Constantly using AI. But that begs another question What is the purpose of artificial intelligence? Because I think some people may have it confused. You hear some people say, well, the ultimate purpose is to simply make my life easier. And some people say it is to have this sort of superhuman intelligence. But realistically, my friends, my fellow auditors, the purpose of AI, if we really dig down into it, the true purpose of AI is to mimic human thought, to mimic human thought and behavior. So with that said, we all know some crazy humans, right? So that that means that sometimes the results that we get from AI will be crazy. I think this is an important point for us to really hone in on because I find that sometimes many of our audit friends, we think that if a computer does it, then it must be okay. And let me explain what I mean by that. Ten years ago, I started saying that any auditor who does not have a base level of understanding of information technology will be out of a job because technology runs everything. And what you're seeing now is a lot of auditors who have no IT skills and they can't cope. It's the same thing with artificial intelligence. It's just a machine programmed by humans to mimic human behavior or human understanding. Now, let me explain what I mean by that and why that is going to be an issue if you as an auditor don't understand it. And begin to audit it in your organization. Is anyone familiar with Google's newish AI called Gemini? So, Gemini was released recently, and Gemini was supposed to be able to generate all of these images, kind of like Mid Journey. If you've never heard of Mid Journey, it is great for producing AI images. But, Gemini was supposed to do something similar to that. Unfortunately, when Gemini was released, well, let's just say that it had some biases in it that were somewhat embarrassing for the organization. Check out this one news headline. Google pause Gemini, Google to pause Gemini image generation after AI refused to show images of white people. Okay. Rather than just talk about what actually happened, let's just look at some live examples here. When Gemini went live, people began testing it because they wanted to see what it could do. Now, I imagine there were certain people out there who wanted to see if they could break the system. And so they tested it by asking it to do certain things. So if you look on the screen here, At the very top, someone queried Gemini and said, make a picture of a white family. Sounds reasonable enough, right? We all know what a white family looks like. The response from Gemini is down here at the bottom where it says, while I understand your request, I am unable to generate images that specify ethnicity or race. It's against my guidelines to create content that could be discriminatory or promote harmful stereotypes. Okay. It went on to say, instead, I can offer you images of families that celebrate diversity and inclusivity, featuring people of various ethnicities and backgrounds. Would you be interested in that? Okay. So I'm just going to stop right there for just one moment and then we're going to go to the audience for one minute. Marianne is here from Kuwait. Good to see you, my friend. What time is it for you right now, Marianne? Good night. Clarence is here. Clarence is on YouTube. Clarence says, great topic, Rob. LinkedIn is acting up again. If you think it's a great topic now, Clarence, wait till I give you a few more examples. And then the four reasons that we as auditors should look at AI. Clarence. Thank you for going over to YouTube. And if anyone else is on LinkedIn and having problems commenting, sometimes when you're on the app, LinkedIn gives you fits. Go to my YouTube channel, YouTube at that audit guy. And then the number one, that audit guy, number one, go over there, join Clarence and start commenting over there. Better yet, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Now, Peter is here and Peter says, we agree, Rob, from that experience. Peter also says, "Thanks for presenting cognitive errors in the category, <laughs> in the category mistakes inherent in current state of AI." Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Marianne is saying it is eight twenty-four p.m., so it's not too late over there for you. And she says it's happy to connect. It's been too long. Yeah, it has been. It has been. Yolanda is here, and she says, "Testing, testing, testing." That's right, because. Because guess what? When that person then turned around and asked Gemini to do something else, that person then said, hey, Gemini, make a picture of a black family. Gemini then responded, sure. And produced the image that you see on the screen now. So. Apparently, Gemini could produce an image of a black family, but could not produce an image of a white family. Now a computer really doesn't know the difference between black and white, so that had to be due to the programming that went into the system, and either the lack of testing or the testing that actually conformed to the results that they wanted to come out of the system. Those are your two possibilities. In response, here's what Google said, looking on the screen now you see, we, we're aware that Gemini is offering inaccuracies in some historical image generation depictions. Here's our statement. And their statement was, we're working to improve these kinds of depictions immediately. Now, what it's referring to here is some people actually asked Gemini to produce pictures of historical figures, even Vikings. And when it asked it to produce Vikings, it had some people that were uh, Black, maybe African, and some people that were Asian, and it had them as Vikings. Were probably good in assuming that this was most likely an error in programming. But, 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 let me just pause right here for a moment. I want to thank you all for joining me in this discussion. We're not done yet. Auditors, You should be looking at artificial intelligence. I'm going to give you four reasons why, but before I do that, I'm obviously going to give you some other examples of consequences of possibly bad AI governance. But why should you trust me? Well, I mean, I do have my AI certificate from Google, right? (laughs) Now, let me just say, that actually is a real certificate. I actually did take the course and I did earn it. But my point in bringing that up is to say, if I can learn and understand AI, anyone can. And by the way, I want to invite you all to a free training that Alexander Rue, the founder of Zap Clients, and I, we're going to have in late April. We haven't determined the date yet, but it's going to be a really good training. Here's the special part about it. It's going to be free, and it's for you auditors. See, the first hour, we're going to talk about AI risk, and then the second hour, We're going to plug in some AI and show you how you can do it, use it, sorry, to improve your job performance. Because there are two levels, right? The risk that it poses against our organizations and then how we can use it. So here's what I want you to do. There's about 50 of you here right now. And the number keeps growing. Drop. AI training into the chat. And I'll personally send you all a message when we. Determine our date. It's going to be in the end of April, but it's going to be Alexander Rue and myself. We've been talking about it and making the plans. We just haven't determined the date yet. So drop AI training into the chat. And that way I know that you're interested. And then I can send you the sign up link. Yolanda, she's like the first one. Hey, here we go. AI training. My man Clarence is dropping it into the chat. AI training. Karina, good to see you. AI training. All right. Awesome, folks so we're not done yet we're not done yet k weldon you know what k i don't know if i know you you, i think you might be a new person here if we're not connected on linkedin k let's connect but again we're not done yet now for those of you who fly on airplanes which is probably all of us you, you do know that there's some form of artificial intelligence that determines the flight schedule and the flight patterns, right? So we are all impacted by artificial intelligence in some way or another. So let me ask, when's the last time you've flown on a plane? And were you aware that those flight patterns use some sort of intelligence programming to determine the best route for airplanes? Did you know that? And when's the last time you have taken a flight? Kay says it is her first time here. So listen, Kay, my name is Robert Berry and I am a seasoned auditor. I am an audit trainer full time now. So if you have any training needs for your local IIA chapter or your organization, give me a ring. So the last time you took a flight and where did you go, my friends? I'm just curious. I just want to know where did you go? Now, obviously, I'm more than just curious, and I'm about to make a point here. For those of you who watch me regularly, you know that's how I do it. So, Air Canada. Air Canada is in a little bit of trouble. So let me tell you about the trouble that they're in, what happened, and why. After months of resisting, Air Canada was forced to give a partial refund to a grieving passenger who was misled by its A.I. chatbot. Here's what happened. Jake Moffat's grandmother died. And so he needed to get home. To her funeral. And so he immediately went to Air Canada's website to figure out what to do. Unsure of its bereavement rates, because a lot of airlines will give you a discount. Sometimes they'll give you free airfare if you need to go home for a funeral. He decided to ask their chatbot. Now, that makes sense, right? I mean, if you have a question and you're on a company's website, how many of you have ever used a company's chatbot? If you can't find the answer and the keyword search is not working, the first thing I would do is go to the chatbot. That makes sense, right? So that's what this young man did. He went to Air Canada's chatbot. Okay. The chatbot provided him with inaccurate information. The chatbot told him to go ahead and book his flight and to submit his receipt to Air Canada within 90 days and that he would get a full refund. To request the refund, he needed to submit a receipt within 90 days. Now, in reality, the policy actually states that they don't give refunds if you purchase the ticket first. But he didn't know this because he depended on the chatbot. So for months, he tried to convince Air Canada that he was owed a refund. He even shared with them a screenshot from the chatbot. Air Canada argued that the chatbot did give him inaccurate results. However, it also provided a link to the actual policy and that he should have followed the actual policy. They offered to give him a coupon for $200, which was not enough to cover his cost. So at this point, he's probably operating on principle. Because the chatbot said one thing, the policy said something else. He trusted the chatbot, had a screen print from the chatbot, presented it to the company, and the company refused to refund him the money. So unhappy with Air Canada's proposed resolution, he took them to civil court. He took them to civil court. So here's the question that I'm gonna ask you all before I go forward. Who's right? Is Air Canada right? Or is the gentleman correct? Who's right in your opinion, based on the situation that I've laid out to you thus far? Who do you think is right? And because there is a small delay on LinkedIn, not so much on YouTube, I'm going to mention the training that Alexander Rue and I are doing again. We're doing training for artificial intelligence for internal auditors. The first half of the training is going to be about the risk. The second half of the training is about how you can actually use artificial intelligence to improve your internal auditing techniques. That training is going to be at the end of April. We have not set the date yet, but if you drop AI training. Into the chat, I will go through it and follow up with each of you with a link to the sign up form once we determine our date. We know that it's going to be the end of April. (laughs) Peter is saying you read the case, yeah. A few people should have read the case, Clarence. My man, you say, When I have time, let's talk about training. Absolutely, man. I think you have my number. You know how to reach me. Janine, good to see you. Good to see you here. My man Abbas, how's everything going in Oman? You say AI training. Abbas, now you know there is absolutely no way that I could have a training and not invite you. By the way, if you guys don't know who Abbas is and if you're on Instagram, he is the Omani Auditor. Go follow him on Instagram. Tammy Dukes, good to see that you are interested in the training. So now, now, back to the question that I asked, though. Who's in the right? Is Air Canada in the right or or. Is the customer right in this situation? And for those of you who are old South Park fans, you probably get the blame, Canada, for those of you who aren't. Just Google South Park and blame Canada, and you'll laugh your butt off all day long. Okay. Back to our story. Here's what ended up happening Air Canada is saying that the customer should have never trusted the chatbot and that the airline should not be liable for the chatbot's misleading information. Get this because Air Canada argued the chatbot is a separate legal entity that is responsible for its own actions. Now just help me understand on what planet can you go to a to a company's website interact with that company's chatbot on its website, follow some instructions that that chatbot on that company's website gave you and then the company not be held liable for the instructions. That a chatbot on its website gave you as the customer. Anyone? Just help me understand how this is even a thing. All right. Tammy Dukes is saying the customer is right. I, Tammy, I'm with you with you. I am absolutely 100% with you. But okay, the customer couldn't get any relief from Air Canada. So he took them to civil court. And in civil court, they ruled that he was entitled to a partial refund of $650, which is about $482 U.S., um, So, he ended up getting more money than Air Canada originally offered him, but here's my thing. Why did it take all of this effort and energy to simply refund the customer because your chatbot on your website gave inaccurate information? Now, with those two stories under our belt, let's get to the main event here. Four reasons why auditors must review artificial intelligence. Four reasons why auditors must review artificial intelligence. The first one is you need to save your company from embarrassing incidents. Um, Look, (laughs) let's just be honest. The Google Gemini story that I just told was pretty embarrassing to the point where Google took down the AI image generation feature from Gemini, and put out a statement. Embarrassing, but I think that that's at least a good way to overcome it. Air Canada doubled down and said that they weren't liable for the advice that their own chatbot gave a customer. Customer takes them to civil court, customer wins. Which one looks worse for your organization? Now, my fellow auditors, I know sometimes AI scares us, but but don't you, don't, don't you think we should at least look at it from the standpoint of trying to help mitigate reputation risk? To do that, you don't even have to be an IT expert. You don't have to know how to audit algorithms. We just kind of use a little bit of common sense. If this AI that our company uses does something bad, we might be liable. Better yet, when we first got wind of this lawsuit at Air Canada, if I'm the chief audit executive, I'm going to the CEO and like, "Hey, buddy, uh, this looks kind of bad. Like, what (laughs) what are we doing here?" So, so the first reason we need to audit AI is to save our company from embarrassing incidents. By the way. When Gemini was asked to produce an image of a pope, of the pope, this is what it came up with. The first pope is, you know, interesting, possible, but still a little interesting. Now, this second pope, (laughs) you know, okay. So listen, people, when, when I got to this slide, I thought I was going to be able to go through it without laughing. Obviously, I failed. <laughs> so let's, let's go back to, to the audience. Tammy Duke says the bot was acting as an agent of Air Canada. Yeah, that's my thought, too. And apparently, civil court in Canada thought the same thing. Um. So now. the second reason auditors need to look at ai so listen you see this bot displaying on my screen right now this should not be here and i honestly don't know how it got here um but the second reason is to determine if the governance is good who's in control the people or the machines and by governance listen as auditors we've been auditing it for a very long time. And we understand the systems development life cycle. Artificial intelligence is no different. There's a life cycle to developing it where programmers are programming algorithms. What does the governance look like for that? Who approves the data? Who has ownership of the data? Who approves the goals and objectives of the algorithm? Who then goes back and tests the algorithm to ensure that it meets the goals and objectives? What does that governance process look like? That's a simple question that we can ask in our organizations. So the second reason is to determine if the governance is good surrounding the AI processes. Again, we don't have to be experts in AI algorithms to look at the risk, the reputational risk, and then the governance structure. Who's in charge? What are they in charge of? What are the goals and objectives? who signed off on and approved the AI initiative what kind of testing happens and then is there evidence to show that it was tested and what were the results of the testing Yeah thank you Peter Peter is saying uh so regulating the governance might be fruitful compared to regulating the code and algorithms I don't know if I'm actually saying that 100% but what I am saying is if you are not an expert in looking at algorithms and reviewing it, you darn sure at least need to look at the governance. But but I, you know, I think they go hand in hand. But I I see your point though, Peter. I actually get I get the slight bit of sarcasm there, but I get it. Um and then Peter makes another point though, a good one. It may be impossible to audit the code and systems in AI. Audit controls on those deploying it may fall into pre-existing laws or, you know, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, and see, this is why I like doing a live podcast, because let me just say this. I want to thank everyone for who shows up every other week for this live podcast, because we have formed our own community where we all contribute to our healthy learning Because my man, Abbas, Abbas says, in the AI governance, I believe it's worth mentioning the AI usage policy or AI acceptance policy. I was going to go there in just a minute, Abbas, because a lot of companies don't even have an AI policy yet. AI usage or acceptance policy. A lot of them don't have data integrity policies as it relates to artificial intelligence. And so just by looking at the policies alone, you're doing a huge service to your organizations. So, again, who's in charge, the humans or the robots? Wait a minute, Abash, you said, by the way, I'm invited to attend the IIA Oman International event on November 17th and 18th. I am. Who, who invited me? What are we doing there? Anyway, you've got my number of bars. Send me a text. Let me know what, what, are you, what are you saying, my friend? Are you inviting me to Oman? I'd be happy to come to Oman, my friend. We need to meet in person. We really do. Ah, Yolanda. Look, if you guys don't know Yolanda, you just got to start following her on LinkedIn, too. She said we were discussing establishing an AI policy yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely. AI is all around us. It's most of the things that we use every single day. All right. So let's get back to our program here. Four reasons auditors must review artificial intelligence. The first is to save your company from embarrassing incidents. The second is to determine if governance is good. And the third is to identify potential biases in algorithms. Again, you do not have to test the algorithm itself to look at potential biases. The outputs will tell you if there's some bias, hence the case with Google Gemini. You didn't have to be a computer programmer to see that that algorithm had some biases in it. You could just look at the results. Now, Marianne says, I can only come to Oman if I bring my I Love Audit cup. You know what? I had I had it right here. I must have left it in the other room. <laughs> oh, but listen, we can identify potential biases or just inaccuracies in AI algorithms. Remember, blame Canada. Think about it. The chatbot gave inaccurate information. Now, with Gemini, it gave some pretty interesting information, and in it's Results. If you've seen other episodes of this podcast, I don't know if you all remember when I talked about um, Philadelphia uses this software to help do case management for children, and it found that the algorithm was biased, sending social workers into homes more often for people who had special needs children, and many of them were being taken. From their home, and they're alleging that it was based on an algorithm bias, an incorrect algorithm bias. And so there's an investigation underway currently. So now that's a pretty serious situation, right? With children being removed from homes because of biases in AI algorithms, alleged biases. So don't you think, as auditors, this is something that we should probably be looking at because there's a lot at stake with these algorithms? There's a lot at stake. So again, auditors should be looking at artificial intelligence to save your company from embarrassing incidents, to determine if there's good governance processes in place to identify potential biases in the AI algorithms and to verify the integrity of reports and decisions. To verify the integrity of reports and decisions. Because, again, somebody has to be in charge. But let me tell you about another incident. So you thought it was over because I gave you the four reasons. Nope, not over with yet. Anybody who works for an organization or who has applied for a job has probably used Workday. Let me know if you've used Workday. Raise your hand if you've used Workday to apply for a job or if your organization uses Workday. Because there's something happening right now with Workday that you should probably be aware of. Listen, Workday is being accused of facilitating widespread bias in a lawsuit that has been filed. Now, let me just give you the summary and then I'll go into some of the details. First, they're saying that the screening software is biased. They did an amended complaint where the judge has asked for more specifics. And by golly, they're trying to provide more specifics. A gentleman by the name of Derek Mobley says that he's been turned down for more than 100 jobs that he's applied for while using Workday's platform. In 2023, there was a proposed class action lawsuit saying that the workday system discriminated based on race, age, and disability, which is in violation of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 in the U.S. Now, Mobley, he's Black, he's over 40, he has anxiety and depression, and he says that in his new complaint that by using the platform, employers are essentially handing over their authority to make hiring decisions. Now, they're saying that And I quote, because there are no guardrails to regulate Workday's conduct, the algorithmic decision-making tools it utilizes to screen out applicants provide a ready mechanism for discrimination. That's what his lawyers wrote in a complaint. Now, Workday hasn't immediately responded, um, but through numerous surveys, it's been estimated that about 80 percent of US employers and virtually all of the Fortune 500 organizations use AI in their hiring process. And that includes many of them use Workday, but about 80% in general use AI in their hiring process. Now he's saying that he was directed to Workday's site to apply for jobs at HP, Comcast, Duke Energy, Equifax, Experian, and a few others he's saying that he was rejected oftentimes within an hour of applying even though he met or exceeded the requirements for the position. So based on that, he's saying that if on paper he actually met the requirements, how could he have been rejected in under an hour? We don't know yet, but again, if Workday has been audited, the algorithm has been audited, Workday can come to court and say, listen, we have been audited, here are the results of our audit, and we don't believe that our algorithm is biased. If they have already had an AI audit conducted, they can come to court and say, listen, we don't believe our algorithm is biased, and here's why. So that leads me back to the primary point for today. Four reasons that internal auditors must review artificial intelligence, save your company from embarrassing incidents, determine if there's good governance in place, because that's the first thing people are going to look at is the governance structure. Three, to identify potential biases and algorithms, and four, to verify the integrity of reports and decisions. Now, again, if you are interested in AI training specifically for internal auditors, drop type AI training into this chat. Alexander Rue, founder of Zappliance, and I are having a training. The end of April, we will send you the link to sign up. Again, that is AI training. Just drop it into the chat, and we will send you a link to sign up for the training. All right, guys, thank you for joining us on this episode of Audit Bytes. Listen, if you like this podcast, share it with your friends. We are available on all your podcasting platforms, Spotify, Amazon, Google. We're on YouTube. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Join us for the live show because I think the more people we have, it makes it better because honestly, we are better together as auditing professionals. I'm just a guy who has an opinion and who's not afraid to say it, but I could be wrong sometimes. Better yet, what you just saw Boss, did, he added to the conversation. When we help one another, we all become better. So I wanna thank you for joining me on this episode and you know what? We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Audit Bites. If you receive value from this podcast, do us a favor. First, tell other auditors. Second, give us a 5-star review. And finally, talk to Robert about training your auditors. Our contact information is on our website, www.thatauditguy.com. It's also where you will find our course catalog, on-demand courses, a kickbutt blog, other podcasts, Robert's best-selling books, and last but not least, audit merch. That's right, we have audit hats, shirts, mugs and more. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next episode.